was all over, I suddenly fancied him in a way I never have before. It didn't last, it was gone in a moment, but it was pretty intense while it was there. To tell you the truth, I wouldn't have minded running with it a while, because the next thing I knew I was right back in reality, and that's no place to be at a time like this. She sighed, then chuckled, and let her gaze slide over a rank of shops as they passed by. He's a nice man. I'm going to miss him, she said. Judy looked at her, and because everything felt so dislocated and absurd, from the weather to the words, they started to laugh. I didn't think I'd ever say that, Katie remarked, as they headed up over Lansdowne Lane into the countryside. It's true, though. I will. Before Judy could comment, she ran on with her next peculiar thought. I could become one of those irritatingly inspirational women who write best-selling books about their miraculous recoveries, she declared. You know, the ones who manage to digest enough spiritual guff to vaporise tumours the size of footballs, or start up empires after their husbands have royally dumped them. What do you think? If anyone can do it, you can. They're annoying, though, aren't they, those women? Judy laughed. Some, yes she agreed. But Heather isn't. No, Heather's an angel who managed to get it together without writing a book and crowing from the hilltops, Katie conceded, picturing her radiantly blonde spiritual counsellor in a fetching celestial get-up. She'd never have imagined finding anyone like Heather, buried alive in a concrete jungle just outside Chippenham. What a find. These last months would have been a total nightmare without her. Even with her, they'd been hell. Her attention moved out over the sparkling green valley, where sheep grazed and horses stood like paintings in the afternoon sun. Suddenly, a huge wave of panic rolled in from nowhere. I don't want this to be happening. It has to stop. Now. Please make it stop. She took a breath, and like Canute, summoned her will to send the tide back to where it had come from. She wouldn't let it engulf her now. There was too much to do, to think about, and put right. Her thoughts suddenly began hovering around the real danger area. Molly. But she quickly marshalled them back to the innocuous patchwork of passing fields and woodlands, and wondered how the tree she sponsored was faring. It was around here somewhere. She just couldn't quite remember where. Yes, we can do that, Judy told her. Katie frowned. Had she said something? Asked a question without even hearing it? Then, quite suddenly, she recognised the spot. Can we stop? she asked. Over there. I think that's the right place. Surprised, Judy glanced at her. But, flicking on the indicator, she pulled into the lay-by and brought the car to a halt. Katie gazed along the narrow track that led into the woodland. With all the misty bands of sunlight and glossy leaves, it seemed as enticing as a fairy tale, and pushing open the door, she stepped out onto the dusty patch of earth. The sun slipped behind a cloud and she frowned. A moment later it was back, like a child playing peekaboo, and she walked into the copse, breathing in the woody scent of the air, absorbing the many shades of green enjoying the playful sparkles of light that shone down through the leaves. 
She'd never been informed of which actual tree she sponsored, only of the woodland it was in. So on reaching a small clearing, she looked around and decided to take her pick. It wasn't long before she settled on the towering old beech that was set slightly back from the glade, because to her mind at least, there seemed something permanent and irresistible about it. She moved towards it, aware of the ground underfoot feeling soft and sponge-like, and the birdsong sounding more melodious and inviting. Not until she reached the tree did she realise from the smooth grey bark and sharply serrated leaves that it wasn't a beech at all. It was a hornbeam. She blinked in surprise. Such serendipity. Such a dizzying coincidence. For hornbeam was used to help ease the feelings of exhaustion at the mere thought of facing an ordeal.